to On and Off the Pitch. Hello and welcome back to On and Off the Pitch. I'm Rodney Cyrus. We're joined again by Natasha Bernardi, Academy Head of Player Care and much, much more. Natasha, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Rodney, for having me again. Oh, I've, I had to. You're the Italian, <laughs> you're the Italian expert. And um, how are you before we get into it? Very happy. Actually, I just came back from uh, Italy, so 40 degrees and now it's here is nice and cool. Uh, but um, we are here for football. So um, yeah, I'm happy to talk about football, especially about my country now that I'm back. Now that you're back, now that you're back. So look, in the, in the last time we spoke, you mentioned quite a bit about um, the way that the game was being profiled and promoted and there were aspects of the game that were quite interesting. And I, I want to play the audio and it's roughly about two minutes. So if you can tolerate listening to yourself again, we'll just get into that. All right. Thank you. It's like a baby born in Italy. And I don't think the approach of the uh, Federation is the same here. It's, there is a clear approach that and with all the limits, I'm not saying it's perfect, but there is a clear approach. We want more women involved in football at any possible level and try to um and try also to spread out not just you know we want more diverse women because society here in england is so diverse we want uh so i think that is a clear message maybe it's it has still to take on but this is what you perceive there are so many events even for the um for the kickoff of the uh of england so there are the federation is trying to build up events mm. I have not seen that in Italy happening. Uh, if you think about the amount of games here, they show 60 games in Italy. They will show 15 uh, overall of the World Cup. Yes, uh, that is already a difference. Uh, yes, it will be on national TV. But the, when I said, yeah, we are going to have 60, I was like, oh, we were happy for 15. Um, I think I personally think the way they train uh, and the way the 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 way they portrayed Italian football in Italy is not the way portrayed uh, women's football here in the UK. I think here is, you know, you go on the news, you read about it when when it's on, or even when they were the transfer market. It was very professional and how athletes, they were talking about high performance athletes in a way that high performance athletes, independently of the gender, are portrayed in the media, like in BBC News or in Sky News, whatever. In Italy, it's much more more gossipy most of the time in terms of uh, or more about the beauty of the player. I know you're probably cringing hearing your own voice. I do it when I, I'm so glad that was just my my mm, you could hear. Uh, but Natasha, you made a number of really powerful points. You did. And I know you're probably thinking, oh, no, why did I bang my hand? Um, <laughs> That was my first, like, can you read my mind? Yes. Well, no, no. I, I I mean, listening to it was probably much more important than actually watching the clip again, because I wanted to watch the clip. But listening to it, all of your senses are really in tune. And the passion that you displayed and was clear to hear about the need for the game to be more diverse, the need for the game to be more representative, the need for the Italian FA to do more work, in comparison to what is happening here was clear you know the world cup has started um you know and the build-up even from 
from my position, living in this country, being born in this country, the United Kingdom, I would say that the, the actual promotion of the World Cup hasn't been that much, not in comparison to what you might get for the men's tournament. Uh, you mentioned something about the number of games as well, and it's one quarter of the games that are going to be shown here. So you you covered quite a bit within that two minute that two minute audio uh, segment. And in terms of the, the the way that the the media report, portray, and share the news about women's football here in comparison to what I would say, as you said, the gossip, the gossipy side of it. So. You know, there are a number of areas that we can talk about. The first one is right at the beginning. You talk about the, the game needs to be more diverse. Can you expand on that for us? Well, um, first of all, Italy, uh, south of the Mediterranean, as always, in my opinion, historically has been a mixture of culture. There is no such a thing like the Italians, in my opinion. We look so diverse. And, most, and especially in the last... Since the 90s, I would say, there have been such an exchange of uh, other people coming into the country. For other people, I mean, from uh, even out of Europe, so mainly North Africa, mainly um, uh, uh, former East Europe, which has been much more present now. Maybe for, uh, they there have been historically that before, but right now you can really perceive, even in school, like if... I worked in school in Italy back in the days, and when I was a scholar myself, I just had one of my um, um, schoolmates who was uh, from uh, clearly from somewhere else, and she was adopted from another country, which was South Korea. Uh, so she was uh, South Korean, um, but that was all the diversity I had in my uh in my class so everyone had uh, their own family coming uh from like from like with really italian embedded the surnames really italian names i would like what do you consider historically that at least uh and the, even my name was a little bit of a novelty because no one had sort of a russian ruth name at the time so uh whereas when i worked there you, you were able to see all the diverse diversity which is the representation of Italy we have people coming into the country and uh, so we had people with names that were no Marco or Matteo uh, as usual uh, and you were seeing how some of them had to adapt uh, to um, you know like to, to the country so maybe you were your name was Rashid I'm just speaking just playing around like yeah Romeo is easier uh, we had all that that culture of well we change it in the italian way because that's easier for everyone um and i think that was actually the start of uh, uh so and i always and that was back in the uh, in the 2000 that i started working in schools so, so there is there was starting to have a more present of diversity within the school um and then the, the right now if you go to italy you don't see the, the what you know, I don't know, you see a diversity of culture, you see a small England in a way, uh, if I might say that. Um, and it's so interesting because uh, I I can see the changes. And for me, it's fascinating that what I can see here in the UK is actually in, in Italy is happening as well, but with a different perception, much different perception. Um, 
And that is that reflects also in sports. So if you see any sports in Italy, yes, probably athletics, you will see a little bit of a diverse, mm, yeah. but you won't see it anywhere else. And uh, I think football is part of this anywhere else. And the term is not accessible um, for, for, for everyone. So there is barriers of uh, availability of clubs overall for women's in general, but mm. also fees that you have to pay to be part of a grassroots club but might be a barrier per se. So mm. this sport for all is not for everyone. And uh, and oh, and again, if training is somewhere very remotely or in times that are not possible for people that have uh, um, a variety of jobs, but also uh, different kids, because Italians generally, uh, like lately, like they uh, they used to have just one kid, but right now there are families that have more than one kid, so it's not accessible for everyone. Not everyone has a car. And in Italy, you are a little bit lost if you don't have a car per se. So those are all barriers that don't make the sport inclusive. But I also think that if at the top level, you don't see anyone that looks like you, why would you go there? You know, what, mm. what inspire you to go there? And I have to say, we used to, have, so lately we had, uh, I don't know if you know Sarah Gama. She used to be the, Sarah Gama used to be the captain of Italy. She's an ambassador of, uh, uh, I think of UEFA uh, and UNICEF as well, uh, mm. if I'm correct. And uh, historically, like she has, she, I think she's a mixed race. Um, and historically, she has this battle of, uh, uh, that she was bringing because she got a lot of abuse in terms of racism and um and a lot of slur even as a representation of italy there were a lot of people having a go with her because she's not representing italy she doesn't look italian and all right. that but and uh and uh, she, that, that was about she was very good on the field but about is like to raise the profile and say hey you're saying that because you're like this is unacceptable you know mm. And she has been excluded from the national team this year. She she's mm. a, she is at the almost at the end of her career. I think she is in her thirties. Yeah, I've just uh, seen it. She's thirty-four. Yeah, uh, but surprisingly, because she's such a pillar, she's like like it's like if I have to make a comparison, I'm not very good in comparing in comparing. But if you think about Jill Scott or Ellen White last year for the Europe, mm. she could have been one of those. You know, it's like yeah. yes, you might not play. You might not be, you might not play ninety minutes, but it's very important for your leadership, your his, your history within the national team, and what you can bring to be there. But she has not been picked for some reasons. Mm. Um, so I think there is a lack of diversity because, as everything, if there is a lack of opportunities, then the uh, talent pool you are not part of the talent pool, and I think this is not just in respect of uh, representation, but also in respect of, uh, uh, as I said, possibilities. If you, the wider and the more diverse you have uh, a talent pool of uh, players, the more, actually, the more skilled team you will have, mm. simply because diversity and creativity and the background bring something unique. And I think that's what is needed within the game and also that is um self uh, revealing thing because if you are representing italy in that way other people might come into the ladder but 
we go back to what I said about the federation. What is the federation doing? Because here in the UK, I, I come from the uh, grassroots world here in the UK. There is a lot of volunteering, same as in Libya, as in Italy. But what is the federation doing in terms of helping in the clubs in being available or small identity like youth clubs where these uh, where these talents can come through or be more accessible? So I'm not sure if the commitment is as much as the federation is here has done in the last 10 years mm. i mean you you covered a lot and it took me a while to get to kind of catch up with the, the player and i do know the player because i've i'm surprised um gamma's not in um sarah gamma's not in um but in terms of the diversity and the inclusion aspect of it if a player like that isn't included within the playing staff, I mean, is there any diversity within the coaching team um, that you could? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why did I even ask? I mean, it's just I, I, I had to ask. I had to ask. But your, 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 your audible sound was enough. I think, yeah, uh, I think it's again uh, getting into um, coaching badges in uh, mm. in Italy is quite challenging. Mm. Uh, per se. Uh, so even for a level one, um, you need to be affiliated most likely to a club. So you need to have been volunteering for the club for a while. And it's an intense, uh, I think it's spread on two weekends. I'm not sure on that because I haven't done the level one there, but it takes a lot of time. I'm yeah. not even going to the way for C because I have a friend that's been there and it looks like more a degree than a qualification. Um, she had to write a thesis at the end, wow. uh, just to yeah, just to say that. So I'm thinking, with all the challenges that uh, a family uh, first generation, but even second generation, or if you want to have, if maybe you mm. go to uni, that you go, just to get that is very complicated. Yes, and that's why a lot of and there are not many spots anyways. So my friend was telling me that for the wafer seed, there were wafer seeds. Uh, um, so the, the okay, the uh, badges are a little bit like they used to be here in the UK. So you have the level one and level two or wafer seed that were uh, administered by the region where you live, but mm -hmm. then wafer B and wafer A are national. So that means that you need to go to a specific location to get there and take time off, but also where for C and has uh, some full days or working days where you need to take off. And a lot of people cannot uh, allow that for, for the job that they do. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm thinking uh, women possibly most likely won't be uh, won't be able to but also there is a kind of a list and if you see who's going always is getting the badges there are very few women and mm. especially with a b and with a, a are women and that have been in football like either as a player mm. or already uh already former players um so it's very very challenging to get into one of the, and they don't run many so that is another hurdle are you okay yeah. it's a it's a big harder because and then also they are in location where they are not necessarily reachable by public transport and again or by moped a lot of uh, or and again you take away uh, a day and and then most likely you might not have transportation to get there and uh, you have a family to look after so there are a lot of hurdles there they are not they are not really 
like they're making it hard you know for you yeah. to get they're them, not like, they're not making it i mean you you you've mentioned the number of hurdles that are probably in place within the the uk system in terms of badges you talked about the location of training there's an issue about that hill you know in terms of the 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 training centers aren't necessarily always accessible you know parents having to travel and take their their, their children their daughters there or sons there to football not close by time out it takes to get there and back and and to in, and to do that with a normal life you know that they've got bills to pay there seems to be a lot of goodwill that is always on offer from those that are wanting to participate in football but the goodwill is not matched up by effort or finances from the from the the governing body and it seems to be the case all around the world and it's probably more much more heightened or it's likely to happen or to be the case with women's football where it is an afterthought um not necessarily always first to talk about i mean if you were to think about the amount of money that players get to play football and i love football Natasha, i love it it's like my first love but i'm i, I am brutal with it as well they're not there isn't a footballer on the planet who's found a cure for cancer <laughs> in the men's game but there's talk about someone being the world's greatest and their value is 100 million and they get up a million a week the reality is that people just kick a ball so if you can actually approach the sport like that and then realize that it is a sport that benefits everyone and the finances need to be slightly more adjusted so that people can get involved people can train and if you don't do that, if you don't have what you call like an affirmative action approach, it seems, then you will never change anything. I am, I'm not shocked by what you say about the diversity because I'm aware of the political situation of Italy right now and who's running the country um, and the direction that many countries in the world are going down. But in terms of sport, you know, when you think about the World Cup from a men's point of view, I see certain teams, first and foremost, I'll see Brazil, I'll see Germany, and I see Italy. I see those countries first and foremost when it comes to high performance games that we watch in terms of, of football and World Cup. I am really surprised that the Italian FA haven't done enough for the women that represent that nation in terms of the football heritage that is that comes with the name and the shirt it, i am surprised but then again i'm not surprised i think i, I think there is a piece that i feel is a big piece that is missing is consulting with um the d these uh, the different people that are part of certain communities so it's always something that comes from the top to bottom or like or so I know clubs like grassroots clubs that are helping certain areas. I'm thinking about my town, for example. Uh, there's a grassroots club that is uh, speak like they they are helping certain area with certain social issues that that specific area has, and that they find and they're working with uh, a social service and all that jazz to kind of as a provision of an alternative to have kids that instead of being on the street that they can be at the club do something there. But I don't think the, there is, uh, I don't think, again, I don't think there are other people involved. It's always uh, 
service providers federation there is no like oh let's talk to the community i don't know to the asian community here and see when is the best day for them what is the problem why they don't come here let's or oh, let's talk with uh, the somali community here uh we will uh, since it's uh, the biggest one in 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 this part of the town why don't why we don't get them coming to our games or why they don't come to our training or why they don't volunteer for us and be an assistant coach. I think mm. this is the piece that is missing. And I think this is the, a piece that could change the evolution and the course of, of uh, things. But again, sometimes you have people that have, you know, has everything, uh, the fear of losing powers or they feel like, oh, I don't really know how to speak to them and there is always this them it's like they, and people are people you know and if you try to approach to make something accessible i'm sure they are willing to listen but you need to listen as well because you are mm -hmm. asking so i think that is that is the missing so it's like we are trying to adjust and then uh, it's you at the end that you don't come <laughs> but actually yeah you're trying to adjust uh, mm -hmm. to match the needs or trying to adjust so you're feeling peace with yourself i think that mm -hmm. is the approach that should be. I, I, I've got I've got one thing that's come to mind with what you've just said because I want to go on to a number of other things. The dialogue and the listening. There is a phrase that was used here many times when it came to talk about diversity and inclusion, and you talk about access and inaccessible. Uh, uh, the phrase here is, uh, "But those communities are hard to reach." Is that the same? Yeah. Are they hard to reach though? no but that is what they say but is the problem is that if you it, we always uh, we are used to look at from our perspective so it's like mm. our like a little bit like the romans do what the romans do right well our perspective in a way so i think i'm um, not um, not even empathy but like being open and say okay this is what we we thought was working it's not working really so how can we make it work mm. and you need to go to the expert that could be helpful for you to make it work so you need to kind of uh, join forces to make a project that could work mm. um and i think that is what at time it's missing and there are projects like that not necessarily linked to football but i witnessed it that were raised by the community the community some community raised an issue and uh, the town was like okay so this is an issue how can we help and now they are put an experimental service on and this has been working for a year and a half so if you that proves that in certain case if you listen to communities then and you're willing to adapt that, that things can work but is the sport going there as well mm. i'm not sure you're not sure i tell you what the, the, we could talk about this probably all day we could yes. talk about this all day but this is sport. <laughs> This is sport. I think the, the 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 question you talk about is about the communication and the lack of reflection. Really, this works, but this doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, what could we do to change it to be more inclusive? And how can we not treat those that are not being included as hard to reach? But as I've said before, not to you, but to someone else, they've been left behind. They're not hard to reach. They they were they're in the same place they were before, yesterday and the day before. They're still there. They just left and, them. 
And if you allow me to say one thing, for example, I tried uh, talking about going back to badges and their fair. Let's say you are not an, an Italian native and you got your badges somewhere else, could be anywhere in the world, mm -hmm. um, not a specific country. And then you want to work as a coach in Italy. So you need to prove that you have your qualification, even mm -hmm. for grassroots. Then there is you need to have a back and forth with the federation about I am allowing you to match qualification. And I tried to do it with my WFC and I've done my, I'm, and consider that I'm Italian, I've done my badges here in the UK, so I'm writing in Italian very well, very well, so in Italian. Uh, and they were like, oh, you need to send all the documents here, we need to evaluate if they are, if they are uh, uh, original, so if they are, and then communicate with the Federation there and we'll take, and we will make a decision then. But this is me with a WFC, but the uh, assistant coach of Carolina Muraccio is uh, Nicola. Mm -hmm. She had to retake all her qualification to be a UEFA A coach because her qualification were not valid in Italy. So well. think about somebody that may have been through all the hardest somewhere else and need to go everything yeah. else again from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I, it's called the grift <laughs> in no uncertain terms. Football as an international language, doesn't matter where you are in the world, if you have a football and two jumpers or four jumpers, a wall, two bits of rubble to create a goal, it doesn't matter whether you can speak the language or not, you can play the game. Yeah. And and again, and this is and also this is valid though for the let's say not pro coaches in a way, mm. not coaches that have a name. Because mm. I think if a Bielsa comes to coach Italy, I'm just joking, but it comes to coach Roma, or mm. as Mourinho did, uh, he's mm. coaching Roma now. I think they don't, they're not too picky on that. But mm. if you, let's say, are, you know, an average person that doesn't really necessarily have that name and wants to coach or contribute to the game, can this person contribute to the game? Uh, no, it needs to go all over again because yeah. that's what I require. I think that is the hugest order that you can have. Yeah. Because again, you might have very high level coaches that cannot access to the system because their qualifications are not valid. And possibly I'm thinking if I'm one of them that I'm working full time uh, and but I'm passionate about football, and I'm like, okay, you know what? That's either I put something up but that is not under the radar of the federation or just leave it yeah wow i mean it's it, the, the hurdles that are there there's there's still a lot of work to do i yeah. mean the world cup has started uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see what kind of promotion is done throughout the competition and who gets promoted and i mean the promoted i mean the promotional videos that we see whether they are going to be and i, I don't I, and i'm going to let you have the last word on this i will do whether they're going to be diverse yeah and i've seen the videos i have to say and um they are not diverse yeah we know <laughs> they're not diverse but again you use a kid you use girls and i'm totally fine but even the girls are tend to be blonde well <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm worried for you natasha there's this, there's no one with dark hair you you must be thinking, well, what is going on in the and, world? 
and I don't feel represented for that. All logo. of this peroxide, <laughs> seriously. But even in the team, there is no man. Like if you see the women's team, Italian women's team, there are no many with uh, blonde hair. But such is yeah, life. Such <laughs> is life. Look, um, we've got a few things I want to go over from what you, sure. the, the two minute audio. The number of games that are being shown. Right? Yeah, so 60, uh, 60 here, 15? 15 yes, 15. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing for the rest of your time? What are you? That tells you, on my opinion, that tells a lot about the hopes for the Italian team to move forward <sighs> in a way. Uh, but also, he, um, he tells, in a way, he tells, uh, uh, he, he tells a lot about how a petty book, like, what is the, the, is the Italian, are the Italian really interested in watching the games? Mm. And um, they would be if there was promotion of that in a correct way. I was, I, okay, I was in Italy and on purpose for four days. Uh, I came back yesterday, which was Wednesday, the, the day before the World Cup, okay? I read the newspaper and there was not a news about the World Cup. Like, nothing. No, nothing. There was a lot of uh, other stuff, uh, all men, uh, but nothing about the World Cup. I didn't. <coughs> I have to. Sorry. Careful now. I, I have to specify that I haven't taken the sport, uh, my uh, the sport newspaper, but just a uh, regular newspaper. Yeah. Nothing mentioned. Not not even in small character anywhere. Um, and I found that I, I almost didn't know if somebody, if I wasn't checking on Twitter, I wouldn't ever know that the first day was today. Uh, but, and I found that it's already there. You are already preparing for failure in a way. You have certain, you know, I follow Carolina Morace, I follow other, uh, Katia Serra, so some commentators, and they put something, Carolina Morace was putting that she was going to come, uh, she was going to be a commentator for Skype for this morning. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if you don't follow necessarily, and that's what you are, need to read to the people that are not necessarily uh, followers or they might not know but might be interested, because right now there is no kids don't go to school because schools are off. Yeah. Uh, so you have a potential of people watching that you're not really using. Um, so that is my scary. There is, I have to say, there is someone that is doing... Um, uh, uh, that the is doing their job in terms of trying to keep um, people informed. But again, is is uh, Italiano.it There are so, or other portals that are for passionate about women football in Italy. Mm -hmm. However, again, how can you reach out to them? You just need to be interested in women football. I think when when there was the Euros here, you were able to go around the town and see all these uh, advertisement about. Pepsi or what other other things with the lionesses? You were able to see things going on. You were if you were walking into the Nike store in Oxford Street, it was all dedicated to women football. There was nothing like that at all. And I went to, into AC Milan point, which is when I was I was in Milan for a day, and I went on purpose. Like, Let me see if there is anything about the national team or the women's team even. Mm -hmm. There was uh, nothing at all, nothing at all. Um, and I got a little bit discouraged because uh, I see Milan is a Serie A team. Um, 
and even there was a wall about all the memorabilia of uh, AC Milan, how it was good in the days, but nothing related to the women. And they have done great things in the past as well. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, well, I shouldn't be surprised, but in a way, I'm, I feel sorry. And uh, I feel that, especially as I said the last time that we spoke, being uh, um, football, like women's football, just made professional a year yeah. time in a year ago in Italy. I think this is, you know, is like when you need to cultivate and try to uh, make it as big as possible because this is a, a new thing. So you can play with the fact that, okay, this is a new thing. We need to invest. We need to really to believe it and involve everyone else. And then I just heard yesterday that Sampdoria's women are. Um, uh, have to withdraw from Serie A because they don't have the means to keep up a, a professional team. And Sampdoria is a Serie A male team, you know. So those are the things that are like, I don't understand. You just made it professional. You run it for a year and you almost got bankrupt. And that's why, well, I don't know if they went bankrupt, but th then after a year you say, oh, no, we cannot keep up, the, we cannot keep up with the, the requirements of being a professional game, so we need to quit. So that that team now has folded. They're not even part time. No, the, for now they just they, their declaration is that they um, withdraw from the Serie A because the requirements to be a professional team are too expensive for them to carry on. So I'm not sure if the intention is to become uh, a Serie B, so part time, as you said, mm -hmm. or or fold it completely. Yeah, I, I again go back to the point about football, men's football, the amount of money that's uh, been thrown around there, um, salaries, etc. The way that clubs are run, uh, no one's creating a cure for cancer. I repeat, it's just people kicking the football. Um, and if you're unable to manage your finances in a way that you can have football for everyone, I'm sure that Sampdoria have an academy for boys. I bet that's not closing. Um, anytime soon but i tell you more um so they got i don't know if you're aware but there are fixed um uh salaries for professional footballer mm. women in italy now mm -hmm. and uh, they uh, they, they could fix that they could fix the salary but not yeah but <laughs> the highest what so the federation stated that the highest the salary that a women a woman footballer can perceive is uh, 40,000 euro per year uh which is uh, um which averages so if you think about average that means that a serie a player right now mm -hmm. my, uh, will gain 15,000 per year to be a player in serie a yeah. euros yeah. And that is gross, so yeah. not, so yeah. not even minimum wage. I know it's it's it's. But we I don't mean, have just, minimum wage in Italy, so yeah, maybe it's just it's it's quite disheartening. I mean, you can fix a, a salary cap for women, but you cannot do it for men. Uh, the game needs it needs a real injection of in, enthusiastic support. It needs the money, but it also needs a plan. And, and the plan almost seems to be, and I've used this phrase with the English FA, there's a lot of walking around, you know, like 
one of the the brotherhood <laughs> in some you know heavily cloaked individual a lot of hand rubbing saying oh we're not sure if we can do that and um we need to consult with the elders i mean come on i mean this is there's a lot of talk right now about footballers going to to saudi arabia to make a lot of money right because they've got the money there and it says a lot that this section of the world that everyone has an opinion on is recruiting players but for the established hierarchy in world football for the old the old gods of football in europe the U european greats the nations that have won world cups and european championships they're the ones that are saying they don't have the money they're the ones but yet but but within those borders, there are complaints about money coming out of Saudi Arabia. We're unable to talk about anything in terms of a promotion, in terms of human rights or community growth or support, or even a, a holistic approach to what it means to be within a community, a family, where there are children, different genders that have the same needs but yet you will openly discriminate against one and then say nothing for the other because you think that's fine because they align with you in terms of your gender. It's clear. It's clear. So there was a lot of talk and there will be a lot of, and, it, and I will go on to the next bit, gossip about what football does for the world and it's a family and it can change lives. But the reality is that the old guard don't want it to change. They don't want it to change. They're moving so slowly. It's almost as if they're on a flight to Mars. It's unreal. unreal. I believe, I believe that, and also it's interesting what you said, because I strongly believe that there is a will from players at least, uh, some players at least, uh, but there are a lot of, other players that pull back or other nations that pull back. So if someone may try to, to push the, uh, or to, to push, you know, the battle a little bit farther or to have two step forwards, there are other that pull back mm -hmm. or they are not very sure. I'm thinking about, and when I'm referring to that, I'm thinking about the armband for this yeah. World Cup, Women's yeah. World Cup. Um, I think and it started with Qatar and then is reflecting here. And I do appreciate that men's in that and women's game are completely different. Uh, but I'm thinking, uh, so again, you know, there is a, a, a timid step forward, but most likely other pull back. And then when there are big repercussions where uh, you need to, to make very strong decision, people come back on their terms. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I think this is a shame and I'm, I'm re really worried in a way because I think if we all do the same and it, it may be not everyone, but most of us will do the same and we, we I don't know, we decide that we are not going to play this game or we're going to play late this game, anything action might and you get sanctioned they cannot sanction everyone they can sanction one but they cannot sanction everyone but if uh, people step back then they might sanction these people so that is where i'm i'm not sure and that's where i'm aligning with you when you say what you said about 
about there is the good intention but not followed by action yeah i mean we can stand on the sideline and it's very good Be, I, the policy is always yes but what about them <laughs> the, the policy is always about them they're not doing something or they're the problem or they're the threat or they're and when people look at their own house it's shabby it's shoddy and it's nothing they can really shout about that's the reality and i look at it and i think come on there is so much money in this world but it's within a small proportion of the hands of certain individuals and companies and some of us are blindfolded as to what's going on and some of us are blindly walking towards the same people and saying they are the best thing since sliced bread but at the same time moaning about what's happening over there I don't know how quickly women's football will push on in terms of getting the money that it's due. The Lionesses are having problems with the FA in terms of bonuses. They released a tweet about that. The Italian FA don't seem to be doing much. The media companies are showing only one quarter of the games that are being available here in the UK. I mean, in terms of television, it's... It, it's shocking, you know, for a tournament. Again, we're professional athletes, and this is the bit where we can go on to the next point that you made, that are representing your nation in another part of the world, a major tournament, and you're only showing 15 games of the actual competition. Now, if you don't want to show the competition because you don't not interested in the other teams, then if you're not interested in the other teams, then you're you're not necessarily really interested in in your team because you're not interested in the competition overall. And again, again, it, it's surprising when I hear that the number fifteen for Italy. And I regard Italy as one of the old gods of Europe. They are one. They are when it comes to European and World Cup football. They are their name. That colour shirt means something. It has weight. It has depth people understand what it means in terms of and your the women of your nation are wearing that shirt and you have hardly any regard i just don't understand i don't but my uh, i'm flipping the question to you rodney if you haven't promoted to the, the the competition what would you like yeah, 50, I give you 15 games is more than enough because that's for the niche people that like those kind of things. Yeah. That's, I think that is the way they reason. And this is such yeah. a shame because also Australia is full of Italians. Like there are, there is a huge community of Italians there. So you are like not even thinking forward about, yeah. because these guys talk about money, correct? So let's talk, let's talk their language because they like I talk about passion, but sometimes you need to talk about money simply because that's the language that they understand. So you're missing out a huge percentage yeah. of P or revenue because you're showing that amount of games or because also the programs around them are not interesting or not a level. So I switched on. T uh, TV this morning, a little bit later, I would say around uh, 80, uh, 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 no, around 7.30. And I caught a little bit of the intro about the Lion, the England at the, uh, uh, at the World Cup. 
there, there was a, a on on the BBC, and then there were four people in the studio talking about, uh, and Ellen White was there, Dakota Arsenal was there, so. The, the, there was an interest about the game with uh, high-profile coaches, and they were talking mm -hmm. a little bit of England, and they were talking a little bit of the uh, game. And then you get into the game, and I think this is, and this is not England playing. And um, but I'm like, if I'm having breakfast and I'm not even interested, and I turn on TV, this is available. Okay, okay, maybe I'm having breakfast and and think about that on my way to work. So mm -hmm. I think this is a service that kind of. Uh, tells you a little bit the respect that there is towards the competition or the sport per se. And I don't see that happening in my country because I haven't seen that talking about that at all. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Um, let's talk about high performance and the gossip and the, and the reporting because you, you kind of naturally moved in that direction. You, you mentioned about the the coaches and the former players that are talking about a game that's not necessarily involving the lionesses the media have to and I'm, I'm, the question i have is is it just the media that are responsible for changing the dialogue around the, the women's football in italy or is the responsibility also aimed at or attached to the fan base of those clubs? I think we are going through uh, to talk about the culture of the country, which you highlighted at the start mm. of our conversation, um, where our government is going and uh, how gender, all gender-based role, um, are, they are trying to go back there where they are kind of very well defined in an old-fashioned way, really old-fashioned way, conservative way, I would say. Um, so that is the first thing. So what is overall the vision of women in the country? And uh, if we go into the sport, uh, they unfortunately, and that is across all over the sports, are not taken as serious as. So when I was, that is something that came out actually when I was in my country too, uh, mm -hmm. commentators of, I think, was swimming. Uh, I need to find it, but two commentators of uh, the national rate, the equivalent of the BBC, let's say, mm -hmm. were commentate and they were fat shaming uh, the athletes on the game, uh, on, on the competition, uh, saying, uh, or even using very misogynist and sexist language. So they are now being they have now been suspended. Mm -hmm. um, but that was because um, the um, some lawyers or some fans put that on the plate of this is unacceptable. And I was actually surprised that they were uh, in a good way that they were suspended because usually that, that those kind of things. Oh, no, it's just a joke. Don't worry. It's just swept under the carpet. Um, and another thing that are the, uh, in sport that happened that I was reading, there is an Italian football player that has been charged with, for example, rape and uh, has been bought by a high professional team of football. And uh, the fan said, if it comes to, to if you club are, are playing him or having him in the squad, that we are not going to come to the stadium to watch live games. So there are fan 
again, fan or people that are paying attention to things are trying to react surprisingly in a positive way, in a more progressive way. But I totally agree. This is, I think it's a two-way thing. If you portray athletes and women athletes in a certain way, helping changing some of, I'm not saying everyone, some of the conversation, but also it needs to come from, from uh, the fandom, but uh, from the coaches as well that are need, need to be serious when they are um, talking about the women's game. One of the best, in my opinion, communicator in terms of uh, uh, portraying high-profile football uh, footballers in Italy is Roma. Roma mm. is treating the men game as mm. the women game. Yeah. Uh, say, oh, uh, the men in, in, in sense of highlighting the uh, the good stuff that they are doing, and I think in a way that highlights the professionalism, the athleticism, the the player per se, with nothing else than that. Um, it could be also good action in terms of if they do charity action. So all related to the club profile. So they get stick to some values and those values are all portrayed all across men and, and women. And I think this is an example to follow. So what mm -hmm. are the values that you want your club or uh, uh, their football to show and portray around? So I think that is something that the Federation should embed. Like we want our vision is football should be, I don't know, for everyone. I'm not sure what the vision of the Italy uh, Federation is, but can we make sure, can we lobby, can we liaise with the media and try to portray that if it's female, men, uh, uh, disabled, deaf, uh, uh, vision impaired, anyone. This is what we want out of sport. Uh, I think this is very important and I hope there is something all across through, through that because it's quite, I don't read those things because when I, maybe I'm interested to a player and then I'm, I'm Googling it and there are a lot of news about gossip. I personally don't read it. I, I don't care about who is dating who. I'm, I'm ne I never care about celebrities on that. I don't care about, I want to know something more about that specific player. I want to know if there is any gossip related to transfer market. You know, I'm interested mm. in the transfer market gossip, <laughs> not everything, anything else. I want to know if she's injured. I don't know. I want to know, yeah. it, how, but I don't want to know anything else. I, I, I really, I'm not, I'm not looking for that, but, that is something that it seems to sell a lot in Italy. I don't know, it's a gossip place. I don't know. Um, so that, that is what I would like to see. I would like to see some uh, guidelines to portray uh, uh, women's athletes and not, uh, and, or, and not just uh, having comments about how they look like. Uh, but how they like are they physical enough are they strong enough not like oh they look she looks okay with those uh, kind of type of air I, I, I'm not sure this is not a beauty context in a way so yeah yeah I, 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 I totally agree it's I mean the, the question from the media's point of view the media have the power and they can change the narrative at any time uh, the second part of the question that I asked you was about you know the fan base now you know, I, I know that there are quite a few fans that talk about their, their their team that they support. In the championship, in the WSL, there's always stuff on Twitter, social media, podcasts such as this, doing Twitter spaces, all of that stuff. I mean, is is that the same in Italian women's football? No. 
I'm not sure about that. I think there are, there, there are um, as I said before, specific um, Facebook. So in Italy, Facebook is still quite big. Facebook. Really? Moved, yeah. yeah much more than Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I tell you that. Um, there are Facebook group, dedicated Facebook group to women's football. There are several portal uh, run by men or women uh, or both. Um, where but where there are news about uh, players and stuff um i'm not sure if there are podcasts per se because i've done listen to many italian podcasts but there are, there is a movement dedicated to women football and there are fans that are maybe a similar fan for the men's side that are also a similar fan from the women's side mm -hmm. and i think there is quite a different um, fandom than here for the WSL. I have the perception that there you have more men uh, that are loyal to the, the Serie A club that, that go and see the women's game as well. Um, so I'm not sure if it's more family target there. It's more, yeah. I think it's, it's more men still. Um, but I think that there are, but there are not as many. Mm. Um, and there are, and I'm not sure if the purpose to go there is always for the athleticism because mm. you, I read some of the comments about those fan, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not again, it's not a beauty context, you know. So I'm not sure, but I cannot judge the, the reason as far as they go and they they talk politely and they show to their friends they've been there and it's a good game. I, I can't, I can't judge their motive. But again, I think there is a movement. I think it's as as the football, the professionalism is small. I think the movement is more. It's more local people anyway. So local times. I don't have anything to do. There is a women game. Let's go. So it's very, it's very, it, it, it's really linked to where you live. It's not as big as here that people come to see Arsenal from other other places, not necessarily from North London. Um, I think it needs to grow, but. You need to grow if you publicize the things up and you need to grow if you show the things up and yeah. um yeah I, I i've got to be honest i think a lot of that came from fans they hassled the club they hassled they hassled the club's social media and openly said you're not doing enough they told yeah. them they said you're not doing enough you're not doing enough we're we're doing our bit you're not doing enough and and to see that message on on social media traveling backwards and forwards the clubs have to act because they're thinking, oh, our fans are telling us that we're not doing enough about this and we need to do something. Uh, but in Italy, fans have always been a problem. It's not Ooh. been like, yeah, I think that is the different perception. So mm. uh, I think some, most of the time, it, it, like it, clubs see fans, local fans, people goes, has something to manage. So mm. not as a revenue, but more like yeah. a problem because it was okay. like for the past. So I'm not sure if they value fans in yeah. the positive way. Yeah. So they, they see fans almost as an, an unnecessary child to look after. This this little child is going to cause me. So I need to take care of them until their parents return. Um, but it, that's it. There's no There's no real connection. Or try to sell everything like merchandise. They okay. don't see they don't see like a potential and help change. It's like I you are 
you are an audience i'm gonna fulfill you if you leave yeah. i know i have somebody else that's gonna take over yeah um i want to ask you before we we wrap up uh, italy's chances in the world cup I would be honest and brutal, so take. I have the Italian shirt on, but let's forget it. Like as far as I would love to see them in the quarterfinals, mm -hmm. unless something miraculously happened that I'm not aware of, especially against Sweden. Um, I think we won't pass this first leg. Okay, so not you won't get out of the group stages at all. I think we will go out, uh, like we will go home and yeah. uh, batter it. But that is my prediction. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. And maybe I say that so I break any spell. But yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, we're getting battered. That's it. I like it. Oh god. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't. But I know. I need to be honest. You need but... to be honest. Yeah, that's that's well. Fair enough. Who knows what's going to happen in the World Cup? I do hope. It's going to be a fantastic competition. And I actually hope that Italy go beyond the group stages, really, because I think it, they need to, considering what we've just discussed. And I maybe think they the, need to. And maybe Rai will uh, need to discuss further about having just 15 games. <laughs> 15 games. Case. 15 games. I'm like, oh, damn, for a football nation that loves... I, 15 is not enough. That's all I can say. I know there are a lot of people probably trying to watch the BBC in Italy. Yeah, VPN. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but you did. You did. Uh, Natasha, it's so good to talk to you again. Um, I really thank you for coming on and, and giving an insight into Italian women's football and what, what's happening there and, and what could and what the changes are, what changes are available and hoping for as well. Thank you for having me again, Rodney. It's always a pleasure to talk here. Thank you. Hopefully you'll come back as well. Especially when we've got the championship. Let's not talk about yes, further down the line. Okay, uh, that and was. If we pass the group stage, uh, you have to invite me. Again. Well, if, it, if you come, <laughs> listen, if they get past the group stage, you definitely have to return because then we can talk about you know how things are going and what happened. Uh, indeed, it's it's a deal. It's a deal. <laughs> um, I'm Rodney Cyrus. That was Natasha. Uh, this is on and off the pitch. Uh, that's it for now. Uh, I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now. Bye.